Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth.
The Old Testament lesson for New Year's Eve is written in the 30th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 8th verse. Now go, write it before them on a tablet, and inscribe it in a book, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. For it is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the Lord's law, who tell the seers, don't see, and the prophets, don't prophesy to us right things, tell us pleasant things, prophesy deceits, get out of the way, turn away from the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Therefore the Holy One of Israel says, Because you despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and rely on it, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant. He will break it as a potter's vessel is broken, breaking it in pieces without sparing, so that there won't be found among the broken pieces a good piece enough to take fire from the hearth or to dip up water out of the cistern. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, you will be saved in returning and rest. Your strength will be in quietness and in confidence. You refused, but you said, No, for we will flee on horses. Therefore you will flee, and we will ride on the swift. Therefore those who pursue you will be swift. One thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will flee until you are left like a beacon on the top of a mountain and like a banner on a hill. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the eighth chapter of Romans, beginning at the thirty-first verse. Brothers, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how would he not also with him freely give us all things? Who could bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, yes, rather, who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Could oppression or anguish, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Even as it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long, we were counted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from God's love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. O satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days.
Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the twelfth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, Let your waist be dressed and your lamps burning. Be like men watching for their Lord when he returns from the wedding feast, that when he comes back and knocks, they may immediately open to him. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord will find watching when he comes. Amen. I tell you that he will dress himself, make them recline, and will come and serve them. They will be blessed if he comes in the second or third watch and finds them so. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what hour the thief was coming, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, be ready also, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you don't expect him. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, full of grace and truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, full of grace and truth. Well, Brother Caldall, all the saints of First English, and to all the saints here at Christ the King, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is the season for people to be making New Year's resolutions. And tonight the ball will drop, corks will be popped, Kisses will be given, and some of us might be awake enough in the morning to not sleep during church, if you stay up till midnight. But through it all, many people will have running through the back of their minds the goals or resolutions that they want to make for the next year. Maybe it's to lose weight, spend more time at the gym, get a new skill, quit smoking. Maybe it's traveling more or spending more time with the family, reading more books, walking more miles. It could be any of those. And maybe some of us will actually fulfill some of those goals and resolutions this year. Instead of just writing them down in January and then not seeing them again till December, like I might have done this month. And it's funny, isn't it? We'll spend a day or two here at the beginning of the new year making resolutions and goals for the whole next 12 months We'll look at the calendar for the next year. We'll know exactly what is coming. And yet, by next December, most of us will be unprepared to finish any of those resolutions. And we see it coming from miles away, and we still fail to be ready for year's end. But that's our nature. Full of good intentions, but the follow-through isn't always there. Yet year after year, people make those resolutions to get healthy or out of debt, to pick up a hobby, drop unhealthy habits and all that. And well, just as a show of hands, how many of you have your New Year's resolutions written down by now? Nobody. Okay, we're all on this together. Good. How many of you have actually gone through the resolutions in your head, though, what you want to do this next year? A few of you. Okay. Well, let me ask you one question about your resolutions as you're thinking through them, because I'm curious. I just read off all the typical, most common resolutions that people tend to make, but how many of you for your resolutions have um, 
keeping your loins girded and keeping your lamps burning. Is that on your resolution list at all? Should be? Should be? Okay. But probably not. Not many of you. But that's what our Lord tells us to do. And in the, uh, the gospel lesson in your bulletin there, it's the ESV translation, it says, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. That's really weak for a translation, to be honest. What Christ is literally saying is, keep your loins girded and your lamps burning. That's what he says. So to gird your loins means to, for the people back then, it meant to take their cloaks and wrap it around their waists, kind of like now when you tuck in your shirt and cinch up your belt. It made them ready, ready to do either one of two things, to travel, to go out the door and leave at a moment's notice, or to serve someone at a table. That's how servants dressed. Servants in a household. If you wanted to travel or serve a meal or chase your children, your loins had to be girded. You had to be ready if you're going to serve the household or leave. And to keep your lamp burning means you could be either be serving someone or heading out any time of the day. You needed to keep your lamp burning and the oil flowing through it in case you needed to leave during the day or the night. And really, that's the imagery of the Passover, isn't it? When Israel had its loins girded, ready to eat and leave in haste. And every year at the Passover, they dressed like that to remind them of what the Exodus was like. And it'd be at night, they'd have a lamp burning. As the lamp burned, as they sat there in the lamp's life, the head of the house would teach, he would catechize, he would tell everyone in the family the story of God's deliverance and Exodus. And so here you go. As you finish your New Year's resolutions, our Lord has two more for you to put on your list and to put at the top of your list. Just as he told Old Testament Israel to do, he's telling you as well, keep your loins girded and your lamps burning. And here's why he says that. In verse 36, he says, Be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast, so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. But if he comes in the second watch or in the third watch and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. Now in this parable or this analogy, there is the house master and there are the house servants. The master goes to a wedding celebration. And back then, the wedding celebrations weren't a one-day event. They could last for days. So you'd go, you'd celebrate, but you never knew exactly how long it would be or for how many days the celebration would last. Because really, the celebration lasted for as long as the wine flowed, as long as the good times kept going. So as long as that was the case, the feast continued. But finally, when the wine dried up and the people got tired, they went back home. It wasn't a one-day event. It was a multi-day event. It could last who knows how long. So for the servants of the house, that meant the master could return any time, day or night. It could be in the first or second or third watches of the night. And those times of the watches of the night last between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. from sundown to sunup when it was dark. So while the rest of the world, like tonight, sleeps after a night of drunkenness, well, the master of the house expects that his servants 
are waiting in expectation to receive him any time he should arrive. To have, their lo- to have their loins girded, their lamps burning, also they may open the door the moment he arrives and knocks. Also that when he returns, if they're ready, then he will gird his loins, put them at the table, he'll come again and serve them. If the servants would only be ready, then the master will serve them. And that can sound strange. The master serving the servants sounds strange, but even more so, it sounds like a tall order for the servants. How are they supposed to be ready 24-7? Never sleeping, never resting, never relaxing, but always waiting. Wouldn't you be on edge, always waiting? But in this is grace and mercy. And to understand the grace and mercy in this, you also need to understand who the master is and who the servants are and what the house is. The housemaster is our dear Lord. And in his kindness and grace, he has brought the servants into his house from the darkness. You are the servants he has brought in. And for you, the master came and died for your sins to make you pure and holy so that you may abide with him in his house. And that's just what happened. Our Lord, having died and risen for you, has brought you into his house, into his church, in the waters of baptism. You are in his church. And in the waters of baptism, he made you clean and holy. He there made you a saint, so that you may dwell with him in his house, in his gathering, in his church. You may dwell with him pure and holy. And so we, as his servants, are not serving some taskmaster. No. We're serving him who took our sins, who died for us, who brought us into his church, and in his church gives us all that we need. Before we were dead in our flesh, dead and asleep with the rest of the world, but now we are made anew in baptism, and we serve him for it. He loved us. We love and serve him because he first loved and saved us. And so this master of the house, the Lord of the church, is telling us, his servants who have been baptized, this clear and simple message. Be ready. Our Lord has gone to the wedding celebration. That is, he has ascended into heaven amidst the saints and the angels, and we don't know how long he will be away. And so our Lord tells us, his dear saints, he tells us how to wait. To wait with expectation. Wait and be ready with your loins girded. That is, ready to serve one another and ready to go to the master when he returns. Wait and be ready with your lamps burning. That is, be catechized. Hear the word always. Pray, repent, fast, receive the supper so that you may keep your lamp shining with his light so that the oil of faith may keep it shining. So that if you have your loins girded and your lamps burning in these ways, then you will be ready to open the door the moment he knocks. That is, you'll be ready to lift up your head and receive him the moment he descends from heaven in his return. So be ready, our Lord tells us. Because when he returns, he will come to serve you in salvation and deliverance. And then he'll make you to recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And yet there's one more thing our Lord wants us to know about this being ready. He says, continuing in verse 39, he says, Know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. 
you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now this, our Lord tells us, is not like your typical New Year's resolutions. Because with your typical resolutions, we see the year coming, we see each month, week, and day go by, and yet even as we see the year coming, still we fail to read all the books we want to read or walk all the miles we want to walk, which is fine, really. We know that. Nothing bad will happen if we don't lose exactly five pounds when the year end comes. We might be disappointed for not reaching our goals, but you have the next year. But Christ's return, being ready for Christ's return is different. It's not like that. Because his return will be abrupt. It will be an unexpected hour. You won't see it coming like a thief in the night. No one knows when a thief will come, but if you do know that a thief is coming, then you'd be in your house. You'd be locked, loaded, and ready every second of every hour of every day. It'd be tiring, but if you knew he was coming, you'd be ready. Because if you weren't, you would lose all that is yours when he does come. Likewise, we don't know when Christ will return, but when he does, it will be abrupt, it will be jarring, it will be unexpected. And the only way to be ready, our Lord says, is with your loins girded, serving one another, ready for his return, your lamps burning every second of every hour of every day. That's what Christ is saying. Be ready by staying in my house, staying in my church. Don't step outside the church and sleep outside in the dark with the world like all the others because then Christ may come back while you're away and the only ones he will serve and make recline at the table are those that are ready. No, Christ says, stay in your baptism. Stay in your church. Serve one another in forgiveness. Be ready to receive me when I return at any time because then remain in his church Remaining his forgiveness, when he returns, you will be blessed. He will serve us by making us recline at the wedding feast, which has no end. And is there any better way to be ready for the return of our Lord than by being gathered together tonight around him, hearing his word, receiving him in the supper as the year ends, and then doing it again tomorrow as the year begins? So let's together come take and come eat and be ready. Then when you leave tonight, don't forget to add to your New Year's resolutions. Keep your loins girded and your lamp burning. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
This is the time when Christ was born. This is the time when a Savior appeared. This is the time when on earth angels were singing, archangels rejoicing. This is the time when the righteous should exalt and say, Glory to God in the highest. Alleluia. This is the time when Christ was born. This is the time when a Savior appeared. This is the time when on earth angels were singing, archangels rejoicing. This is the time when the righteous should exalt and say, Glory to God in the highest. Alleluia. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Eternal God, we commit to your mercy and forgiveness the year now ending, and commend to your blessing and love the times yet to come. In the new year, abide among us with your Holy Spirit, that we may always trust in the saving name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, 
so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, 
and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day, and we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen.